Wait, that just reminded me. Okay, this is going to be kind of obscure. But you remember in Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed? Oh, my God. <laughs> when, okay, I'm going to stop you right there. No, I don't remember. <laughs> okay, well, I'll remind you. Like, when Fred... Fred is getting interviewed and the reporter is trying to do spin and he's like oh I see what you're doing you're trying to make it look like I think Coolsville sucks and then when it plays on TV it cuts to him just saying I think Coolsville sucks <laughs> they were like oh fucking perfect you don't even have to try and make it look like <laughs> and I just think that's really relevant to this exchange <laughs> Mm, love that sweet sweet voice of the lady saying recording in progress <laughs> i love your sweet sweet voice okay guess what i have my tea already oh oh wait tea is in drinking tea or tea is in gossip drinking tea <laughs> who would i be gossiping with i'm here alone <laughs> i'm talking about for me i thought you were saying oh, like i have my tea <laughs> i'm here <laughs> I mean, we do have lots to discuss. This is truly a full outline, which kind of makes me happy. Because I think since the holidays, it's been like kind of dead. It's been dead. And then all of a sudden this week, like tons of stuff happened. Yes. But I'm ready to talk about it. However, we need to check in. You go first. How are you? Oh, my God. Um, I'm good. So I don't know if you know this. Maybe you do. Because in certain outlets, I have... Uh, bragged about it but i have gone viral on tiktok once again <laughs> so, <Viral>. what <laughs> okay no no okay what okay. what's your I'm, not I'm... everybody can get to a million okay but i think <laughs> seven hundred and seven thousand is a good amount of views that's pretty impressive have you ever gotten that much i've literally never posted a tiktok yeah. on my account so that's what I thought. And I've done it twice because <laughs> okay. as we know, the Black Widow video got 500,000. So I outdid myself. Although it's interesting because TikTok has a new like analytics feature where you can see, like, you don't have to be a creator. You can be a, a layman like me and still see the breakdown. And it's interesting because mm -hmm. like, well, this one was shorter. So pretty much everyone watched the full six seconds of it. And, uh, even though the Black Widow video had less views, it has way more likes. Like the Black Widow video has 110,000 likes to 500,000 views. And this one has over 700,000, but only 40,000 likes. So maybe it's just because that was like a Marvel talk and Marvel fans are fans. Maybe, maybe. yeah, maybe they're loyal. But I'm a content creator now. Viral status. Unlocked. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. Thank you. I was kidding about the content creator part mm -hmm. um i don't have any desire to do that yeah right and it really shows you how random the tiktok algorithm is because i thought this would just be another one that would get like maybe 200 a failed. views a failed tiktok like most of my other ones but for some random ass reason it just it blew up well congratulations muting your microphone it's giving these because awkward pauses. shuri was um chewing on this bone right well, next to me and i didn't playtime. want it to pick it up so it's not playtime it's serious business hour yeah i know i am serious sorry hold on are you <laughs> oh she's getting reprimanded this seems like it's going to be a wild shuri night and not a passed out shuri night Ooh, Ely looks real serious on mute. Oh, she's getting up. Okay, I got to fill the air. Because lately, I've been really getting into this pattern of like, not editing as much. Like, y'all, I used to be really focused on editing out like all of our ums and our likes, which I think we've improved with over time, by the way. But I used to edit out a lot more. And I've liked the process of not editing out as much. So that's why I'm just talking now. And you know, if you would just stop talking, it would actually be easier to edit it out because it would be obvious where there's no audio. And instead you just go and go and go because you love to hear yourself talk. Hey, I was also giving them a little behind the scenes, you know, who asked for that? <laughs> the listeners. Everyone likes to see behind listeners the comment below. If you ask for behind the scenes, we content. don't have a comment section. <laughs> Although Nick and I discovered 
that there is a you can review on Apple Podcasts, and some hating ass bitches have rated us one star. <laughs> I don't know, but like, there's a couple, and I think it's just haters. Like, I think it's probably people that saw one of our Instagram reels or something, and they're just a rando, and they're like, uh, "I'm gonna be a troll and go give them one star." Like, I mean. Off. I'm sure just two people talking <laughs> is not everyone's cup of tea. Then don't listen to a fucking podcast. I think they probably haters. didn't listen to it. Like you exactly. said, they probably just went and rated it. Hate well, bitches. thank you for one star. I love that. Anyway, <laughs> this is a two star podcast because we're both stars. Oh, that's so yeah. cute. How are you? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm breaking out. As you can see, my skin is like. Oh, pissed at me. No, my skin mm. has been like looks so upset me. with me. It looks fine. You're lying. You're Look at that. No, it's really bad. You guys, I'm really <sighs> lucky that this is just audio because I oh would goodness. never. Um, yeah, so I'm breaking out. Oops, sorry. I bumped my mic with my hand. You always fucking do that. I'm clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it's because I'm stressed, um, emotionally and with work. <laughs> I'm at my capacity, y'all. Well, I'm glad that you still made time for us here in little old podcast land. Thank you. <laughs> I think I have a booger. Hold on. Oh, is Sherry about to hump you? Yep. The answer is yes. It's so weird how like some nights she'll just be completely passed out and other nights she's a horn dog. Literally. Is she done? I think so. She's laying in her crate, but she's like rolling around in there. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, shall we get Sorry back to it? Sorry about that. That was yeah. chaotic. Okay. Yeah. That I am going to cut out uh, literally what it's been 10 minutes of trying to get Sherry under control. You should, <laughs> you should threaten her and say, if you keep acting up, we're going to remove you from the podcast. Bruh, you think I haven't tried that? <laughs> Sadly, I don't think she understands most English, so that might not work. No. Anyway, should we get started? Yeah, you dive in, please. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to be diving. Okay, so we only have three actual news stories to discuss today, but they're all very interesting. So the first one, Mark Cuban, otherwise known as the best male shark on Shark Tank. Am I right? That's questionable. Ah. <laughs> uh Okay, I said male. So obviously well, Lori is okay. the best. Yeah, and Barbara I guess, is a yeah. close second. Okay, okay, okay. Who would you put? Not Mr. Wonderful. Not Damon. <laughs> like, who right. would you put above Mark? Yeah, that's what I thought. Anyway. Yeah, um, I guess Mark is the best. Yeah. Male. Cool, cool dude. Uh, okay, side note. You need to follow Lori Grenier's Instagram account. It is <laughs> manic. It is manic. There was, like, she'll... T- She'll post the most random videos of herself. She she'll post things that she just thinks is interesting on her feed, not her story, her feed. <laughs> Wait, Lori. Lori. Lori? Lori's Insta- yes, Lori's Instagram. Um, and she'll make weird ass videos, like challenges that she makes up, completely unhinged, and I love it. It's it's a good account. I'm trying to find her account right now because now I want to know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good. Anyway. You try to find it while I talk about the story. So Mark Cuban, he launched a company this week called Cost Plus Drugs Company. And its goal is to circumvent the price gouging and inflation of life-saving medications. You know, there's many, many medications out there that people need to survive that are thousands of dollars because big pharma just <laughs> controls everything. Uh, but apparently they can bypass the middlemen and the markups of these medications as a pharmaceutical wholesaler, and they reflect their prices reflect actual manufacturer prices instead of like this huge gouging that uh, other companies will do. So I have a feeling a lot of people are going to flock to this and that's probably what's going to end up making them money. I mean, I'm sure they knew with a launch like this and a company like this, that it would be popular, which would also potentially help recoup their costs because I, I think a lot of people are like, well, what's in it for Mark Cuban? I mean, he is known for being an investor after all. Um, but I also think there's probably a small part of this that just is 
out of the good of his heart. I like to rich, think rich people do like to feel good about being rich. Yeah, but I I think it's I mean I think it's cool. I fortunately don't need any of these drugs at the moment, but this should have. You been don't need long. drugs. Well, no, like <laughs> it depends on the type of drug we're talking about. Um, but. <laughs> Okay, but we know this is a problem. So I'm glad that there's somewhat of a solution that exists now out there. And I hope that this opens the door for more mainstream conversations about the like just insane prices of medication, like insulin, the price of insulin, for instance, is ridiculous. And diabetics need that to survive. So thanks, Mark. How swell of you. Why do you keep muting yourself? Because I don't want you to have to edit out my dog in the background. You can hear her, right? Well, she's not doing anything right now. Hold on. Rude as hell. Okay. You are the one that complains about it. So I'm trying to help your problem. Would you rather me edit out all the slight awkward pauses that happen when I'm waiting for you to unmute? They're not even, I was waiting for you to go to the next story. You're just staring at me. All right. (laughs) Speaking of stupid son of bitches. um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, our president, Joe Biden, was caught calling a Fox News reporter a stupid son of a bitch the other day. Yes. Uh, so what happened was there was some sort of just like White House event and Biden was taking questions. And towards the end of this event, I think it was also like a photo op or something. Uh, Fox News reporter Peter Ducey, uh asked Biden, do you think inflation is a political liability after the midterms? And Biden said, no, it's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I truly don't know how I feel about this because I do love the idea of a president calling a Fox News reporter a stupid son of a bitch, but also like. Okay. I think that it's incredibly childish because like a big part of American culture is like the whole free press aspect. And I think that like presidents calling reporters like stupid sons of bitches is not okay. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's a Fox News reporter, so it's like, whatever. But also, like, I feel like if we're going to just be like, oh, well, some reporters are fine, but others are not, it just kind of, like, defeats the Yeah, that's true. And I thought it was funny. it's funny. (laughs) It's funny, but it it was also funny that it was apparently included in the official White House transcription of the event. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's funny. So, I mean, love the transparency, I guess. Um, and also, apparently, Biden called Ducey like an hour later to quote unquote clear the air. Oh, yeah. I didn't mean to call you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been an awkward phone call. I wonder how long it lasted. Yeah, probably like five minutes. They were probably just like, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Uh, Okay, my last story for news. So we have another George Floyd related trial that's about to begin. This is for the other three officers that were on the scene that did not directly like they did not kill George Floyd like Derek Derek Chauvin did. But Mm -hmm. obviously, it's been called into question. Why didn't you do anything? Why didn't you contact emergency services? Um, So there's a trial that's about to begin. And apparently, it's a 12 person jury. And there are no black people on this jury. 11 of them are white and one of them is of Asian descent. And when asked about this, Judge Magnuson said, there's absolutely nothing about the subject of religion, race, or ethnicity that's involved in this case. Uh, what? Yeah, this week in WTF. Because what okay. the fuck? Like, okay. I just don't know how, like, how, can you, how you can be a judge and with the knowledge of like everything that's happened related to this case and the death of George Floyd, how could you right. in earnest sit there and say, this has nothing to do with the subject of race? How do these people sleep at night? I Honestly. don't know. I don't know. Oh God. I think he's, he, he might be telling himself that because they're like of the three officers on trial, only one of them is white, but still like, that's not, there's some subtlety involved with, race relations that doesn't just mean right i think the 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 case in general i think yeah like there's no denying there's like race relations involved Mm -hmm. (sighs) exactly Mm, so y'all could see my face that's icky it's an icky face you're making 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. So don't love that. We'll see what comes of this trial. We shall see. Yeah. Uh, that's it for news. All righty. Sing to me, baby. It's music time. All right. Did you like that? <laughs> what were you doing? You can't hear when I do my ASMR hand rubbing thing. No, you're doing it way too far away from the mic. It's right in front of the mic. Okay. ASMR people, they get right up on that mic and they're like, <laughs> hey, thank you for coming today. And they okay, Well, sadly, something. I'm not an ASMR person. Clearly. Okay, you should try it though. I would watch Ely ASMR videos. I want, okay. Those people make so much money and it's like, for what? Like really for what? I mean, I watch ASMR. It's very comforting and soothing, especially when you can't That's what sleep. I'm saying though. They don't have to do anything and they make a ton of money just because a ton of people watch their videos. So well, then you I should mean, try it. I should, right? <laughs> no, right. I'm too, I'm too <laughs> annoying. <laughs> I will just laugh. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about music industry news. Okay. <laughs> first things first we have to talk about this taylor swift tweet um if you haven't seen it please um click on the link i've provided so you Clicking can it now me. i need to be okay. in the know okay so basically there was an la times interview um with this man um who i i know his face but i don't really know what else what all he does but damon albarn if you like him great sorry I'm not a fan I don't know uh, whatever um he basically talked about um like big music artists today and he said that he thinks that Billie Eilish what uh Billie Eilish and her brother are doing is like really great it's exceptional and then he said Taylor Swift she doesn't write her own songs which that's like the one thing that Taylor Swift is infamous for doing is writing all of her own music. Like she wrote the entirety of her album speak now at only age 19. Like she's wrote, written, I would say it's like one of the few artists out there that like writes all of her own music, which is an accomplishment. Um, but apparently some people don't like that. So in response to that, she tweeted, I was such a big fan of yours until I saw this. I write all of my own songs. Your hot take is completely false and so damaging. You don't have to like my songs, but it's really fucked up to try and discredit my writing. Wow. And then she wrote, P.S. I wrote this tweet all by myself in case you were wondering. <laughs> so now, yeah, all the Swifties online are out for blood. <laughs> Of course they are. They People should know there are yeah. some celebrities that you cannot publicly criticize if you want to like not be flamed oh, on the internet. And Taylor Swift true. is one of them. <laughs> that is true. Her fans yes. are terrifying. <laughs> terrifying um, and uh, I know we've talked about them before, intense, specifically yeah. in regards to the Very whole intense. Jake Gyllenhaal thing. I'm like, let's calm down. Yeah. Let's not. I really um, hope I, I'm sure it has happened, but I really hope they're not sending this man death threats because everyone's entitled <laughs> to their opinion i mean i guess the way well, he this wrote is not it, an opinion it like no this fact. is him saying yeah she doesn't write her own songs when she does yeah. um that information is public so like you That's can true. see who's a songwriter on oh i'm songs. not defending him you shouldn't make false claims about people but yeah. i don't defend the fans that are probably attacking this poor man yeah hmm. let's just not interesting attack yeah let's just and stop attacking each other as the great lyricist taylor swift said you need to calm Stop. down. <laughs> I knew you were gonna... mm-hmm. My goodness. Mm-mm-mm. Good <laughs> one. Throwing shade never made anybody less gay. Okay, everyone. <laughs> Preach. Preach. I'm a testament. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Probably made me more of... bitter and more gay. <laughs> <laughs> Your shade made me more gay, if anything. <laughs> yeah. See, there you go. Christians, you hear you listening? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Speaking of white women, um, <laughs> Adele, now we have two back-to-back um, comments on Adele. So before y'all get your panties in a bunch, just wait, okay? I'm going to talk about it. But first, I want to talk about her song, Easy On Me, uh, is at number one on the Hot 100 this week for the 10th week. And that is um, matching her like longest um reigning song which was uh hello in 2015 and 2016 so if it's number one next week this will be her new biggest hit uh, so we are witnessing history friends there is gold in this river <laughs> it, it's it's the first line of the song she said there is no gold 
in this river. So I'm saying there is. <laughs> I gold really just wanted did, you to did, sing. Okay. Thank you. Every week. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now also in this week in Adele, um, she made a, a very tearful and emotional, might I add, Instagram video, basically saying that she had to cancel her Vegas residency, which is crazy because right before she made that announcement, we were like just recording, like talking about that. Mm-hmm. So is it like, Very wasn't sad. it literally the day of, or the day before it was like the day, a few days before. So a lot of people who were, um, going to see one of her shows were already in Vegas. And so okay. a lot of people were not happy about that. But um, she also FaceTimed a couple of people. Like she had an assistant and, FaceTime from the store. Right. And some, yeah. And somebody took a video of like all the like free shit that she gave them, which was a lot of like Adele merch. Um, That's but nice. they got a lot of free shit, which is kind, but Although you, I see in the outline, you wrote it was canceled due to delivery delays and COVID dot, 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 allegedly. What's your, uh, what are you saying there? So I have my tea. (laughs) Uh, uh, Okay. So in the video, she says that like, because of delivery delays and because like a lot of her team is out sick with COVID, like they just couldn't get the show finished in time. Say it with a British accent. No, (laughs) that I will not do. God damn it. I will say divorce, babes, divorce. Um, <laughs> you got that one locked down. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Wait, now I'm thinking about her talking about she wouldn't collide with Peppa Pig. <laughs> I know. We See, you did a good British accent when we talked about that. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. She's like, I'm <laughs> so sorry. I have to cancel my residency. <laughs> somebody put like what would you do when you see which would go or something and she goes i don't know what you mean that babe (laughs) (laughs) so anyway um sherry loves it sherry's back she's mad like she i think she thinks that when i start laughing really hard i think she thinks that i'm crying so she like comes over here she gets very concerned she thinks she's comforting you by humping you that's so sweet i know i'm so lucky um, okay. So the allegedly part is because she said that like all of her shows had to be canceled because of like shipping delays and like half her team is out with COVID, which I'm sure is true, but someone on her team allegedly submitted something to, you know, my favorite Instagram and said that the, one of the reasons why they had to cancel their show was because she kept changing like stuff about the show. And like kept changing the set list, was taking stuff on, was taking stuff off, was like changing, making all these changes up until like literally a few days before they were like, we actually cannot finish this show because you keep changing stuff. So they had to cancel it because like they couldn't, they literally couldn't finish it in time. Interesting. Because I guess if she changed a song, they have to do a whole new lighting setup and whatnot, right? Yeah. And then if half the team is out with COVID, like then they can't finish it. So. Hmm. I'll be curious to see when this actually does start up. Yeah. Like how long it's going to be. Yeah. And I'm sure the mm-hmm. whole like refunding and reticketing process is just going to be a headache. Yeah. Cause I'm sure oh, like sure. a, a lot of people, like you mentioned, probably are going to Vegas specifically for that. And so they also got hotel rooms and mm, not fun. Yeah. It's going to be a bitch. Thank God. I don't have to deal with that. Uh, um, uh, uh, you ever just like see something and you're like, damn, I can't imagine being the person that has to deal with that shit <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah. Imagine being the person that works for like the ticketing office at the venue, <laughs> answer all the phone calls. No, yeah. thank you. Could not be me. Uh, sorry if it is you, but you know, <laughs> okay. So the last thing I want to talk about again is Encanto <laughs> and I have some fun news. Everybody um, is like, really have, I'm going to kind of read this in reverse order because I think the second part of this is more exciting. Um, let it go is no longer Disney animation's biggest song. We don't talk about Bruno is, so that's pretty cool. Um, it has now peaked at number four on the hot 100, which is higher than let it go peaked. So that's pretty dope. Um, I think it's actually at number two this week, which is super awesome. So I'm really hoping that it gets to number one, because that would be awesome. (laughs) Well, um, all I got to say is Adele Dazeem, if you're upset about this, just let it go. <laughs> wow. Wow. Like that was good. I, yeah. I did like that one. Yeah. And the second part of this piece of news is that um, 
This is also the first Disney animated film to have two top 10 hits on the Hot 100, which is pretty awesome. Two? Mm-hmm. We don't talk about Bruno and Surface Pressure. I still haven't listened to either of these songs. I still haven't watched the film. Mainly because <laughs> I know I haven't watched it either. I don't I think I would to. like the film. I don't like earnest musicals. And... You don't like uh, Latinos? You're dragging it. You guys hear? You guys heard it. You heard. I loved it. Coco, which is not a musical. It has music in it. <laughs> but it's not a musical. There's a difference. Okay, why do you think this is any different than that? It has music in it. <laughs> No, 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 no. We need to clear this. There is a difference between a film that has music in it and a well, musical. That has just like music playing in it. Yeah, sure. But the characters in Coco sing songs. That does not make it a musical. Okay. I'm not saying it's uh, a musical. Uh, Encanto is probably did. not a musical either. Okay. No, I'm saying that like, why do you think this is a musical? Encanto, <laughs> it is a musical. It's Encanto's an animated like, film with music no, in it. It's no, no it different like from eight songs Frozen. in it. So does like every other animated. Frozen movie. is a musical. <laughs> no, Frozen it's is not. a musical. Yes, those it are is. animated movies. You guys, okay. Hey, in the comments, in the supposed comment section below, Come get his ass. These. <laughs> oh my god, I can't with you. A musical is like fucking Hamilton. Okay, that's a musical telling a story with the music. This is just a part okay. of it. Oh, so now you're saying they're not telling a story through the music and in concert. No, they are, but it's just a part of it. It's not like the only thing that's like telling the story. There are other aspects okay. of it. Here's my argument. I think in Coco, Ugh. like Miguel, like he's singing in the world of the film. Like it's about like him and the guitar and like him being an, an artist. And in Canto, I haven't watched it, but to my knowledge, like uh, with every uh, other musical, uh, the songs are happening in the meta narrative. So they're not oh actually God. singing I in the world of the film. I can't, you guys. <laughs> Anyway, I'm not watching it. <laughs> you guys hear it? Okay, well, I think that really boils down to Zach just not liking uh, Colombian lore. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Bye. It's really tragic. All right, uh, tell us about entertainment. <laughs> tell us about Joss Whedon, our favorite white man. Oh, yeah, speaking of tra- tragedy. Uh, yeah, so Joss Whedon <laughs> is a punk-ass bitch, for those who don't know. We hate him. Okay, yeah, we don't like him. He directed some very successful films he directed the first and second avengers he directed buffy the vampire slayer or sorry he was the creator of buffy so used to be well known and i guess respected in the industry but (laughs) uh especially with justice league so what happened with justice league a few years ago is uh zach snyder could not complete production because tragically his daughter committed suicide so DC brought Joss Whedon in to direct most of it. And that's where he ran into the most trouble and where these allegations started to come out. At this point, they're not allegations because it's like, it seems pretty clear that he said a lot of awful shit to people while on set. Yeah, he's canceled. So he said, he's talked shit about Gal Gadot. He's talked a lot of shit about Ray Fisher. So both of those were on the set of Justice League. You have Charisma Carpenter coming out and saying that basically he caused some chronic physical and mental illness in her on the set of Buffy with his harassment. Uh, So basically after Justice League, he wasn't getting any more work and rightfully so. But for some reason, there was a new interview that came out by Vulture where Whedon refuted everything and just made himself seem like even more of an ass. So for instance... Uh, back to Gal Gadot's allegations, she said in an interview that he kind of threatened my career and said if I did something, he would make my career miserable. And Whedon responded to this in the Vulture interview and said, I don't threaten people. Who does that? He went on to say, English is not her first language, and I tend <gasps> to be annoyingly flowery in my speech. Oh, hell Asshole. No. no. He also completely refuted Charisma Carpenter's claims and stated that Ray Fisher's accusations were false, which just makes him seem like a racist because Ray Fisher was, because Ray Fisher's black. He was saying that Whedon was cutting his storylines because his acting was bad and saying that like he needs to play more to race and shit like that, like awful shit. So yeah. Plus they, they released the Snyder cut of the film and people really liked the storyline that he cut. So like clearly it wasn't bad. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know why Vulture is interviewing Joss Whedon now, but I, he just dug himself a bigger hole. So fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Even though I just watched Avengers last night. (laughs) 
I mean, see, that's the tried and true argument of like, can we really do the whole death of the author thing? Because I think mm. sometimes it feels easier than others. Like with a director, they're not on yeah. camera. So it's, right. it's like somewhat it's like easier to forget. forget. Yeah. But they craft it. But I, I don't know. But it's see, hard, you're yeah. not you're not directly like funding them because they already got right. paid. Right. Know? I yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Plus, I didn't even know. Like I've claimed the Avengers as one of my favorite action movies of all of like all time. Mm-hmm. One of my it's like in my catalog of my favorite movies. And I didn't even know until recently that Joss Whedon wrote and directed it. So <laughs> I didn't oh. know who Joss Whedon was, but. Oh, well, you should keep it that way. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could. Anyway, moving forward, <laughs> an update on Spider-Man No Way Home's box office. So this past weekend, it passed The Lion King and Jurassic World on the worldwide all-time list to become the sixth highest grossing film of all time. Wow. On the domestic list, which is U.S. and Canada, it is now number four of all time. So it's just making a shit ton of money, and I'm very happy for it because it deserves it. Kevin Feige is like, oh, my pockets. Well, it just <laughs> makes me think, like, how how much would it would have done if one the pandemic wasn't a thing, and two if it got a Chinese release date. It is not playing in China, and yet it that still made this much money. Unreal, but I feel like that's probably comforting for Disney because they know that like if they go big enough as far as like storyline. And yeah. like do good enough marketing. Well, actually, I don't know if I would say if No Way Home's marketing was good, oh. but <laughs> if they do enough, like they can survive without a China release, which is promising for Simu Liu. <laughs> yeah. And so of course, I, we had this conversation before where we were worried about his chances for being in an adventurous film or something like that. Yeah. Because- no, you're right. That is promising. Of course, this makes Sony feel good too, because they technically are the ones right. that produce the film but yes. uh yeah i just think that's that's cool news and it's solidified its place in the history books for now mm-hmm. we don't know what will happen now. in the future yeah um so on to some sad news regina king who i love um her son committed suicide he's dead at 26 and it's just really sad because that's her only child yeah um and i don't know i i don't even really know why i put it on here but no, it is. It's interesting. Um, I've been seeing a lot of people talking about it, like how horrible that is. And it's just like, I can't even imagine what she's going through. So our yeah. thoughts and prayers mm-hmm. with Regina. But we like actually mean that. No. Like yes. Like actual. <laughs> yeah. um, Not Nancy I, Pelosi thoughts and prayers. No, 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 no. Genuine. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, love Regina King. And we hope that you I don't know, feel better relatively soon or make peace with it. But anyway, let's do a hard gear shift into a lighter topic. You should have flipped it. So this was the last thing we talked about. Well, I don't want to end on a sour note. So anyway, moving on. You know that film yesterday about the guy who like goes back in time or something where the Beatles don't exist and he- Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. It came out a couple of years ago. Um, so I just need, I'm just going to read this. So two (laughs) fans filed a federal class action lawsuit on Friday, alleging they were duped into renting the 2019 (laughs) film yesterday because Ana de Armas (laughs) appeared in the trailer, but not the film, uh, Connor Wolf of Maryland and Peter Roja of San Diego said that they each paid $3.99 to rent the movie on Amazon prime only to discover that Ana de Armas was removed from the final cut of the film. The suit <laughs> accuses Universal of engaging in deceptive marketing and seeks to recoup at least $5 million on behalf <laughs> of affected customers. I love how the way that's phrased, they're like, oh, we're not doing this for us. Like, this is for everyone who was duped. Ana de Armas fans matter. Um, and then this, this line from the lawsuit kills me. Because consumers were promised a movie with Ana de Armas, for the trailer, but did not receive a movie with any appearance of Ana de Armas at all. Such consumers were not provided with any value for their rental or purchase, which I just think is funny because it's like, 
this movie is shit because Anna de Armas isn't right. in it. And okay, I did agree. you see that movie? Oh, okay. I was gonna ask. Was it? It the storyline oh, sounds really no, stupid. Oh no, I didn't see it. It's shit oh. because Anna de Armas isn't in it. Oh, oh! I mean, probably, yeah. <laughs> I love her, and so therefore I support this lawsuit because I, I, I too I'm, would be mad. <laughs> I'm actually glad you brought this up because I was going to put it in the pop culture section until oh, I really? saw that you had already put it in there. So I'm glad you brought it up. I, just I think, think it's that, so funny. It's so ridiculous that people took the time out of their day, <laughs> and it's like been out for a couple years right. now. <laughs> Like, I wonder if Ada de Armas knows about this. Is she like, huh? <laughs> she probably. probably still got her bag for being in that movie. Oh yeah, I'm sure she got paid, but I just think it's funny. Like, and I mean, I would be devastated if I like went to go you see would no be Ti- devastated uh, if I went to go see No Time to Die <laughs> thinking Ada de Armas was gonna be in it because she's in the trailer and then she wasn't, I would be upset. So I get it. Okay. I okay. love her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ana Darmas, if you're listening, your biggest fan. <laughs> I love you. And I want you to do more movies because I feel like every movie you're in, you're really great, but you're not in a lot of them. So please be in more. And I know it's not up to you. It's up to casting directors, but hey, casting directors, if you're out there. Um, casting directors, yeah. watch Knives Out, honestly. Watch Knives Out. Like put her in another James Bond movie, please. Please. Like I just love her. Anyway, um, <laughs> my last news story of an well, entertainment story. Yeah. So the Batman, it's coming out March 4th. It's its its own standalone thing, not collect, connected to the rest of the DC movies. Uh, we got Robert Battenson coming in. Stop. Uh, Joey Kravitz is Catwoman. It looks very exciting. All the trailers have really enthralled me, and I really want to see it. Uh, but it was revealed the other day that the runtime is two hours and 55 minutes long. That's without just, the credits, right? I'm not sure. I think that might be with credits. But, you know, oh, okay. of course, you probably got to stay to the end to see. Right. The, yeah. And credit scene. So I just, it just got me thinking. Cause I was like, there's, there's you considering Roger... not watching. It? No, no, no. There, there's a Roger Ebert quote that I think about a lot where he says, uh, no bad movie is too short and no good movie is too long. But recently I've been thinking about that. And I'm like, I think the no good movie is too long sort of thing. I, I think we could put a pin in that because I think having good pacing contributes to a film's quality Mm -hmm. and a lot of blockbusters in particular i feel like they've just been inflating and inflating and getting bigger and unless you're like avengers endgame which i think is warranted because you're there's so much story and like that is a finale of sorts Mm -hmm. i just don't necessarily agree with films like the batman being three hours long it's like do we really need that Or, or it also seems like people are trying to do because of course streaming is so popular it's like they're trying to get away with almost doing like a mini series length thing but with a movie budget and i'm not saying this means it's going to be bad but i just again i think it's worth talking about um and i will probably still see it but i'm not really looking forward to (laughs) being in the theater for that long especially with with half an hour of trailers that amc has been doing lately jesus christ (laughs) far too much (laughs) Yeah. I can't say that I am like super eager, not because I don't think it looks good, but just because I I'm I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just can't. I, I don't. Is it because I'm... Anna de Armas isn't in it? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Wait, I heard she would a be rumbling. a great cat woman. I heard a rumbling. What? No, I didn't I did hear a rumbling, but oh. <laughs> She would be a really good Catwoman. Now that I think about it, she would. Okay, Anna Darmus. Screw it. Zoe Kravitz. Just kidding. We love her. Did y'all hear that? I'm kidding. I think I just heard Zach say, no. "Screw Zoe Kravitz." Oh my wow. god. I'm kidding. She gorgeous. She's gorgeous. Apparently, you don't think so. Oh my goodness. I'm <laughs> kidding. Let's move on to pop culture, please. Okay. Um, number one, Zach <laughs> says Zoe Kravitz sucks. <laughs> Wait, that just reminded me. Okay, this is going to be kind of obscure, but you remember in Scooby Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed? Oh my God. <laughs> when, okay, I'm going to stop you right there. When, no, I don't remember. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll remind you. Like when Fred 
Fred is getting interviewed and the reporter's trying to do spin and he's like, oh, I see what you're doing. You're trying to make it look like I think Coolsville sucks. And then when it plays on TV, it cuts to him just saying, I think Coolsville sucks. <laughs> they were like, oh, fucking perfect. You don't even have to try and make it look like you. And I just think that's really relevant to this exchange. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch Scooby-Doo 2. Oh a great God. time. <laughs> you know who wrote Scooby-Doo 2? James Gunn. Oh, I thought you were going to say Joss Whedon. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> I mean, there is a connection. Sarah Michelle Gellar, Buffy herself, is in it. <laughs> she convinced Joss. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. <laughs> Let's just move on. <laughs> the Whedon verse expands. No. <laughs> Scooby Doo 2 Whedon Unleash. <laughs> no. Okay. You're done. You're done. Okay. So, first thing up on pop culture, and Zach and I had a discussion about this because I think that this is worthy of being in the pop culture section because. It was a moment, still is a moment on the internet when Live Nation announced that they're doing this when we were young festival. And I use the word festival in air quotes because I wouldn't really call this a festival, but um, yeah. So the poster came out and everybody freaked out because the headliners for this festival, I already said it, didn't I? I don't think you did. Okay, well, the When We Were Young Festival. <laughs> festival, again. What if you did? I'm going to listen back quotes. to this and you probably said it and I'll feel like. Yeah, you fucking idiot. Just <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, this announcement created quite a stir on the internet. So I think that it's big enough to be considered pop culture. Anyway, um, headliners for the When We Were Young Festival <laughs> include My Chemical Romance, Paramore, and Avril Lavigne and a ton of other like early 2000s emo style bands that we all know and loved. Um, it sounds great. And then they were like, okay, uh, pre-sale starting now. And all the tickets, the like lowest level ticket you can get is like $299. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, the tickets are almost three, $300. And get this, there's only three stages for over, I didn't even want to like begin to count how many bands were on that poster. It's more than 20. <laughs> <laughs> and like way more than 20 there's only three stages and this is only all happening in one day so that's why i use the word festival in air quotes because like to me that's not really a festival that's like, just a is, long how is day that gonna work how is that even gonna work exactly and they're gonna play one song they put in a no refund policy so like if anything happens mm. or if it gets canceled you don't get your money back and as mm. i said earlier live nation is the one coordinating this festival and they were also the ones that coordinated astroworld no if i will never be attending an event or bu- purchasing a ticket for there's an event that so says many no red refunds. flags yeah there's yes. so many red flags already that i'm like i truly hope that like this doesn't end up at, like astroworld 2.0 because it's looking like it might <laughs> Or like Fire Festival 2.0. Okay, you know what's funny is I thought that to myself when I was looking at the poster. I was like, "This look like this looks like it's Fire Festival waiting to happen." <laughs> well, I maybe I'm wrong, but I thought like at least one or two bands didn't know that they were playing the festival and their names I think were on the poster. Some people did say that. Yeah, that's odd. Yeah, why very would you do odd. that? So, I, when is this supposed to happen again? I don't know. Okay. I'm just, I'm curious. <laughs> I want to see it go down. I love talking okay. about failure. So <laughs> yeah, let me oh, do my, do my, let me do my us. habitual, uh, Google Typing. search. <laughs> 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 okay. Here, let me go. Let me go purchase my ticket. Um, okay. There's still some left. Uh, I'm surprised. It's in Las Vegas in October. Oh, that's far. Yeah. For some reason I thought it was like in the spring. Mm-mm. well shit we gotta wait a long time to report on what yeah. comes of this rats mm-hmm. so that's happening um i guess i just talked about how you put like a sad moment in the middle of your <laughs> new section and i did too um so as a lot of people probably already know fashion icon vogue's first black creator and editor at large andre leon talley passed away 
at age 73. There are actually a lot of people, like I was looking through a list of like pop culture events from this week because that helps me. And it was like multi, like lots of deaths this week. This was a very like weird week for dying. Yeah. Um, oh God. What was the fashion designer that just passed away the other day? Andre um, No, 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 no. Oh, Mugler? Mugler, yeah. Mugler yeah. just passed. Yeah. Like what happened? A lot of people are dying. It's only January. I mean, some of these people were old, so. Yeah. I mean, I, we can is... celebrate Andre's life. Um, there's a documentary that came out a couple of years ago called The Gospel According to Andre. You could watch. Um, but yeah, he was an icon. So it is yeah. sad. It is also interesting, like getting older, how there's like just people that you like remember seeing a lot growing up. And it's just like, they were always just there. And then like thinking of them, like not being around anymore. I don't know. Yeah. I think we're really going to start feeling that in like our forties when people like artists who are maybe like 20 to 30 years older than us now start passing will be like whoa yeah, like it's gonna be weird it'll be weird like imagine yeah. the day that like lady gaga passes oh my god don't even say it we'll sometimes like, i think That's... about that like if i really like a celebrity i'll be like oh my god they're gonna die one day i know <laughs> damn <laughs> anyway yeah um okay so now going in the opposite direction and from new death life coming to into birth <laughs> um Okay, everybody thought that Nick and Priyanka were breaking up. I was and they actually just had a baby. (laughs) They welcomed a child to be a surrogate. Um, that's about all we know. And they are asking for privacy, even though nobody knew about it until they said something. So that's kind of (laughs) weird. But also people are pointing out how there was like a moment in the Jonas Brothers roast where Priyanka was like saying like, oh, we're the only ones that don't have kids yet. And she was like, we have an announcement. And then Nick was like looking at her like, what? And then she was like, um, she like made a joke about how like this faking that they were announcing that they were having a baby. And then she said something like, we're actually getting drunk, blah, blah, blah. But like all of them are looking at each other because when they filmed that, like all of them knew that they were having this baby via surrogate. So they were like really scared. And then, but like, obviously nobody really like knew. So like they were, they didn't know to look at their faces, but now people looking back are like, Oh, that's funny. So yeah. Good for that. I don't I like her. Okay. I don't like her either, but <laughs> I mean, congrats, I guess. I'm sad that Nick Jonas that... is finally locked down. Yes. That I is was, a good response. I Con- was convinced. Okay. Convinced <laughs> I was going to marry that man. You could not have oh, told me. Oh, were you? At, at age what 13, age? Age I was 13. convinced. Not 25? Oh, wait, you're not 25 yet. <laughs> not Soon. even 25 yet. It's coming. Oh, my God. No, that's I'm marrying away. Harry Styles. <laughs> okay. Yep. My birthday, but my birthday 20. <laughs> Let's move on to the next story. <laughs> you're over my bullshit. <laughs> Harry Styles, if you're listening, I'm single. <laughs> Let's move on to the next story. <laughs> okay anyway um this is like super random but i like as soon as i saw it i was like i'm talking about that on the podcast (laughs) um anna kendrick who we don't really like right have we talked about her before i don't know her personally we have talked about like the rumors that have been swirling (laughs) and the anecdotes about how she's not the most pleasant celebrity no Okay. Uh, Bill Hader, who I think we might like, I don't know how we feel about him. He's kind of a random. I like Bill Hader. Yeah. He's adorable. I think he's adorable in like a goofy kind of way. And they've apparently been dating. You know, New York's hottest club is Green (laughs) M.A.M. I think he's very funny. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Apparently him and Anna Kendrick have been dating for over a year and nobody knew about it. So good for them for pulling that off. But um, if I, (laughs) I don't really care that much, but it was just like, huh. <laughs> I'm going to say what you said for the last story. Congrats, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah please know I put shrugs. <laughs> okay, now the moment everybody's been waiting for us to talk about. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Before we even start, I need to, I, I thought that you wrote this, but it turns out it's the 
headline. It's the actual title of, of a Rolling Stones Rolling Stone. article. Yeah. Let the green M&M be a nasty little slut. <laughs> yeah. For God's <laughs> sakes. <laughs> <laughs> but you did write in the comment. Tucker Carlson is mad. He can't fuck the brown Eminem. Yeah. Okay. So I have a lot of things to cover and I do want to include this audio clip. Uh, I hope that it's like legal for me to include this, but oh, um, shit. Oh, it's from Tucker too Carlson? funny. Yes. Cause it's too okay. funny for me. Hold not it close to, to the mic. It. Okay. Well, first I need to give some context clues. So uh, uh, a few days ago, Eminem like announced this new diversity campaign and they, they de-yassified the green Eminem. <laughs> they took her slutty little boots away and gave her some ugly <laughs> AF1s. And, they're and not the even in- boots, they're sneakers. No, right? I'm saying her boots before. Oh. Now oh, she yeah. has AF1s. Those are ugly. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm everybody on the internet is very upset and then i guess this led to tucker carlson like talking about it on TV. <laughs> okay i'm gonna play this hold on hold on <laughs> okay, <are you> ready? <laughs> okay hold on. the other big change is that the brown m&m has quote transitioned from high stilettos to lower block heels <laughs> also less sexy that's progress <laughs> M&Ms will not be satisfied until every last cartoon character is deeply unappealing and totally androgynous. Until the moment you want to have a drink with any one of them. That's the goal. When you're totally turned off, we've achieved equity. They've won. So he's mad. He's mad that the brown M&M doesn't turn him on anymore. <laughs> Tucker Carlson is such a loser. The fact that he I, called the brown M&M, quote unquote, less sexy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this whole story is so interesting because it's, I feel like one thing people aren't talking about is apparently they also, they're correcting like the behavior of some of the other M&Ms, like red is going to be quote unquote, less mean and yellow is going to be less dumb. And I admire the... I admire like the the mission, I guess, behind this, but the execution. It, this is the type of thing that makes the left kind of like a laughing stock, because okay. it it yes. is almost a cliche in and of itself. Of like, it it, it does sound like an Onion article. Like okay. Eminem. Well, here's yeah. here's the thing too. Um, yeah. When corporate entities take part in what they perceive as like a social movement, it just mm-hmm. like dilutes the actual issue of the social movement and this is the issue i have with like target making merch that says they them and activists like people hey ladies at least they're trying yeah stuff (laughs) like that it's like nobody in the lgbtq community asked for that like we didn't say like hey we want t-shirts come on like no we want rights and like to not be (laughs) like assaulted just for being who we are like yeah like <laughs> this doesn't really do anything no it just pissed off tucker carlson <laughs> and, and, and now he can't masturbate to the brown M&M. oh my god <laughs> and here's the thing uh, to my knowledge and i know a lot about media and culture i don't think anyone oh. was offended by m&ms <laughs> no. i don't think anyone was offended Nobody by them to warrant changing by them. the green <laughs> the green yeah. m&m had cute little boots okay like, like for example uh i don't know if <laughs> I don't know if he still exists like today, but Pepe Le Pew, like that's an offensive character that should be, yeah. his behavior should be changed because he's like rapey. But the M&Ms are just humble little pieces of candy. They're just there. They life. have personalities that were shown through the way They've that never they tried to sexually assault anyone. They've no. never used the T slur before. Like they were fine. And, yeah. and, and like, I feel like they could have done this and not done like a whole like, PR announcement about it. Right. They could have just subtly given her AF1s. <laughs> they could have just made a commercial like they always do. And all of a sudden, like red is not as mean and the right. brown MM has block heels. Like, and I don't think anyone would <laughs> Less have talked sexy. about it. But no one would have talked about it. Like Tucker Carlson would not even have an opportunity to say anything. Or maybe he would have because he loves to get on this shit. <laughs> he would have been like, hold on. The Eminem has black heels now. I am not turned on anymore. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Like crazy. 
I want to watch it again. <laughs> okay, we'll watch it after the pod. It's so funny. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like that's not that's a repost, right? That's not on his channel or anything. You're not giving him views, are you? No, no, no. Yeah, somebody else oh, somebody else tweeted this. Okay. Well, yeah, insane. Woo, y'all. I'm, I'm crying. Tired. <laughs> yeah i've been laughing too much um so that's what's going on in our world uh is it media moment time it's time for the media moment yes it is it is media moment time oh i'm i feel like my voice is like weakened <laughs> all right well you're gonna have to get it back because it's your turn you're going first it's my turn Oh my yep. gosh. How exciting. Don't you guys love it when it's my turn? I feel like those are the most listened to episodes. That's just me though. All right. Your turn. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> my media moment for this week is the song Doomsday by Lizzie McAlpine. Um, I just have been listening to it like nonstop. It's really good. It's really long. But my goal for this year is to get 90,000 minutes of listening on Spotify. Oh, she has a goal because she flopped last year. I completely flopped last year. So I'm like, I'm raising the bar, you guys. And I feel like I might get there. I've been listening to music a lot more this year. I'm trying to reconnect. And so I think this song will help me because it's like four minutes long. (laughs) I listened to it before we recorded because I saw it on that line. I was like, oh, it's just one song. Were you like concerned? Were you like, Ely, why are you listening to this nonstop? (laughs) No, I was a little bit confused because I was like, this doesn't sound like anything I've heard or listened to before. Maybe it's because it's a white lady. (laughs) Oh, okay. I will say, um, yeah. So my music taste is really weird. I'm either like super strictly like deep in the R and B or I'm like soft pop folky. (laughs) There's no in between. I don't know. And I only heard it for the first time, like (laughs) like two days ago. That's okay. I, cause I was like, I knew she was releasing a new album. And so I was like, oh, these must be like the singles for her new album. So I was like, let me listen to it. Cause her first album, give me a minute is like one of my favorite albums, honestly, ever. Oh, oh, I know. I've it's, never heard of this woman before today. Well, I was going to say, I post her on my Instagram stories all the time, but you haven't been on Instagram for that long. And I haven't like listened to her like that oh, in a long time, but I just kind of like started listening to it again. And Oh, it's so good. And I started thinking about it. I was like, why do I like this person so much? And I actually was introduced to this artist because my old boss Cree like randomly found her and was like, I just found this artist. She's so good. And I was like, nah, I'll give it a listen. And then I <laughs> listened to her and I, that was like all I listened to for months. I think honestly, last year she might've been in my top artists or maybe it was the year before. I don't know. But, um, I realized I like her music so much because it's like the way that she talks about her emotions and the way that she like the analogies that she uses in her music for her emotions it's very relatable to me like the things that she says I'm like oh I've had an experience like that that I can like directly relate to whereas like I feel like other artists I don't feel like that but like this is like it's just very specific to like experiences and I just feel like I relate to her a lot and so I like listening to the music I'm glad it makes you happy well, maybe not happy. I mean, it makes me feel things. It resonates. Um, It resonates. resonates, Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah. So I, her first album is like one of my favorite albums ever. And now she's releasing a new album in April, April 8th. And so I was like, let me listen to some of these singles. And actually all three of them are really good, but this one was just my favorite. (laughs) It's just really dark. And I feel like I've been in that mood. So. (laughs) All right. Well, yeah. Great. I have a, I have a dark thing to talk about, I guess, too. I'm yes. Is it like, are you, well, yeah, you go. Okay. So, uh, I was torn because I, (laughs) that thing with your hand that you just did was the gayest thing you excuse me. You literally went, you went, (laughs) you like snapped your wrist back and then you're like, I'm gay, okay. You are. No you guys, gay? Taylor Swift. <laughs> no, um, Tom Hanks's character in the film Philadelphia, which is oh. my media moment. Um, oh, good segue. I, I did. Thank you. I did watch a separate film last night that I was tempted to talk about called Old. Directed. Why did by- you watch <laughs> that? Night Shyamalan. Because my friend Robin, uh, it was 
she earnestly loves it and it was like her number two or number three film of 2021 so I was like I need to watch this because I value her opinion and we don't necessarily agree on the quality of the film we had a combo (laughs) about it last night um I I think like conceptually there's some really really cool and interesting ideas like it's an effective I guess like horror film but some of the dialogue is so bad it's M. Night, so I feel like he's never really quite good at that. Um, but anyway, but I'm not going to talk about old. I'm talking about Philadelphia, which is a mm-hmm. film I watched late last week, uh, just on a whim because it was on Prime. I'd never seen it before. And for those of you who don't know, also, spoiler warning for a nearly 30-year-old film. I'm going to be spoiling <laughs> aspects of it. Sorry. Uh, but it's based on a true story. And Tom Hanks plays a gay man who works at a law firm, and he's fired and he suspects it's because he was diagnosed with AIDS and Denzel Washington's character who is a lawyer uh Tom Hanks was turned down by like nine other lawyers before he approached Denzel Washington who's homophobic and he decides to take up his case in the name of the law because he believes that the law is more important than anything else so even though he's a homophobe he wants to take on Tom Hanks's case and fight the law firm that fired him so anyway um I think I'm starting to realize that AIDS narratives just reduce me to tears as long as they're well done, like, and not offensive, such as something like Dallas Buyers Club, (laughs) um, (laughs) where it's about a straight man getting AIDS. Anyway, uh, I think it gets to me. I was talking to Nick about this over the weekend because it's very easy for me, for my mind to go to a place where I think like if I were the same age I am now just living like 30 years ago. Yeah. Like that's terrifying because other than the fact that the government and really the world moralized this disease to make it seem like gay men almost deserve to die because of their quote unquote immoral behavior. Like there's that, but also the fact that when you think about it, like those men could not do their own research. Like the internet was not a thing. Like there were not yeah. library books about this, especially early days. So I think of how terrifying it must have been to be in that position and to not know it was happening to you and have no one be willing to help you. Like your government right. is not willing to help you. Right. Hospitals are filling up. Like it's terrifying and very, very sad because like so many thousands of young gay men and of course other people, but a lot of young gay men lost their lives. And I feel like that could have been prevented. So it just gets yeah. to me. And spoiler alert, Tom Hanks dies at the end of this movie. And oh my it, God. I was bawling on the couch. It was just so sad because, well, first of all, Tom Hanks is just so fucking likable. Um, <laughs> he won his first Oscar for this film because wow. he's tremendous. And what really killed me is at the end, the last shot or like series of shots is just home videos of his character as a kid as uh the song philadelphia by neil young plays over it. first of all i love that song it's very sad but it's not on spotify and i don't like that because i've been listening to it a lot but anyway it just reminds you that like we all were kids at one point and like, no i i all, yeah i have like a hate slash love relationship when movies do that with like characters that die and then like go back and show them as kids because I feel like it brings you to like that innocence as a kid like not realizing mm-hmm. how like long or short your life could actually be exactly. and it's just like it makes it all the more emotional because it's like you have no clue when or how you're going to die when you're that little like you don't know and it's just like yeah. it just makes it worse and like with the context of knowing that that person's going to die in the way that they did it's like oh yeah that killed me um they did the whole because of course you hear like one protagonist is gay and the other one's a homophobe. There's obviously going to be a scene at some point where the homophobe realizes he's wrong, but it's really well handled <laughs> here. It's not like cliche. Tom Hanks's character really loves opera. And there's a scene where Denzel comes over and he's trying to prep him on his deposition, but Tom Hanks kind of gets like distracted and he just starts talking about opera and he plays his favorite opera and he starts just like swaying and dancing around to it and translating the lines. And Denzel is just like kind of looking at him and is sort of like overtaken by the emotion of this opera and how this man feels about it. And the next scene follows Denzel home. And as he's like crawling in bed with his wife, he can't, he just hears the opera over and over in his head. And that's when you realize like, oh shit, he finally recognizes this man as like an actual 
human outside the law itself. So I just thought it was a fantastic film and like really emotionally layered. And of course, if you put Denzel and Tom Hanks in a the room, they're going to act the know shit out that of shit's it. shit's about to be bussing. Yeah, and there's some really good supporting performances as well. And actually, I don't know if you know this, but it is directed by the same director as your favorite film of all time. Sounds and Lambs? Oh, okay. I was like, are you saying that like as a joke or like? <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. Okay. Jonathan Demi, who directed Sounds of the Lambs in 1991, this was his follow-up to that wow. film. Wow. So Slade. Two great, Slade, <laughs> Slade. <laughs> the end, literally traumatizing. Literally traumatizing. <laughs> But I recommend great film. It will make you cry if you have any semblance of a heart. So wow, bring Ugh. tissues. Damn. How was that your first time seeing that? I'm I don't shocked know how you went this long without watching it. I know because you know my gay ass has sought out every piece of media <laughs> I possibly could get my hands on. But I think it's because like maybe the the age of it was like some sort of barrier to me. Which I watch mm. old films all the time, but maybe in the in the LGBT context, I was like, well, it can't be that interesting because in the 90s, I'm sure they wouldn't have shown like blowjobs and they don't. <laughs> oh um, but as a, as a queer narrative, like it's obviously really effective and tragic. I know not everyone uh, enjoys queer stories that are tragedies, but I I mean, I think it's obviously great when we get queer stories that are happy, but life can be tragic. So I'm fine with yeah. also watching a tragedy yeah so anyway oh look at that two dark media moments this week yep it's a dark time Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) wow well i'm really proud of shuri for finally falling the fuck asleep i see her in the background there (laughs) so annoying i want to say that i'm sorry that you'll have to edit all that out but since you already said that the last two weeks have been easy for you i think maybe you deserve this You know, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> you know, just freshen up on your editing skills again. We'll see. I definitely, I, I won't keep this in, but earlier when we took that like 10 minute break and she made that weird ass noise, I'm going to have to listen to that again. I'm telling you, it sounded <laughs> human when she. I it, know she makes a lot of human it, sounding noises. It wasn't quite a growl. It was like a, ah. <laughs> like a moan, <laughs> like a moan. I think it, now she knows funny. that I don't like it when she barks, so she tries to make a lot of like near barking sounds before she resorts <laughs> to barking. So she's been doing that a lot lately, like the <laughs> and like the. <laughs> I'll just be like, "Don't stop, no," and then she'll just. <laughs> oh like you know how in wizard of oz when um the cowardly lion starts crying yeah that's kind of what she does um he he goes goes, (laughs) (laughs) i can't that was good (laughs) (laughs) oh my god all right well i'm sure this is already long enough so we should end it okay end it all (laughs) <laughs> yeah let me just <laughs> anyway uh um, have, have a, a good have night a, have a good night um and um you know i don't know why i thought i was gonna say something else let's just stop <laughs> okay <Bye. laughs>